everyone. Welcome to the Faith of Our Farmers podcast, the podcast devoted to the faith side of agriculture. Each week, myself, Frank Hartley, along with my co-host, Chris Elliott, dive into how our faith plays out for those of us each day that are involved in agriculture. Some weeks, we have guests that'll share their testimonies. Other weeks, we introduce you to ministries that use agriculture to share God's love. And sometimes we'll talk about biblical subjects that tie into our daily work in agriculture. Let's see where God's going to take us to this week. Hold on, let's go. Brother Chris Elliott. Brother Frank Hartley. Good afternoon. It's great to be talking to you again. How's things down in Fulton County? Well, it's just as green as can be here. We've had all kinds of rain. We had over three inches last night. Oh, wow. And yep. I understand you had a good bit, too. We had four and a half inches of rain last night, so all the creeks and wow. rivers are up. And But no, I haven't heard of any real major flooding, but I do know Same we here. won't be chopping corn silage or mowing hay for a while. <laughs> the springs are all gotcha. running. The hills are full of water right now. That's for sure. Yeah, every... Every stone has water coming out from under it. That's for sure. That's for <laughs> sure. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, it's great to get together again. We've been kind of hit and miss here lately with, with everybody with the farming being as busy as it is. Um, but this week, this week, would you like to introduce our guest, Chris? Well, I'm really excited because we're going to have a repeat performance here, so to speak, from Rob Smucker. Because he has some really exciting things going on out there in his area, and I'm really excited to hear about it and to hear what he has to say. Rob Smucker, welcome. Thank you, guys. Uh, Frank and Chris, it's always a pleasure to chat with you guys. Um, coming to you all the way from the Northwest here. Um, uh, just excited to tell you about what God is doing out here. Yeah. Yeah, well, let's hear it. Okay, well... Uh, on September 21st, which was just this last Tuesday, the sun came up over the Cascade Mountain Range over the Willamette Valley here, and there was a 180-acre field where we had a 60-by-160-foot tent set up, and we've been planning what we've been calling the Oregon Ag Prayer Breakfast. And we're calling it the first mm. annual because we believe we, this is going to happen every year. Okay. And as the sun came up over the mountain, farmers got out of bed early. They got in their pickup trucks. And we had close to 1,000 farmers, ranchers, Ooh. and loggers because wow. we love the loggers out here too. They're just as much as agriculture. Yep. Um, Amen. They, they came together for one purpose. And it wasn't a farm show. It wasn't a, um, a farm meeting. But it was the purpose of of praying and honoring God, acknowledging him as what we refer to as a CEO of the land. He wow. is the one that's in control. <laughs> Amen. Yes. Amen. It was exciting guys. Um, and you know, throughout the whole process, uh, as, as, uh, we had a great team of agribusiness people and farmers that had a heart to see, um, God, do something new and something that was so needed in our world today. And as, as we gathered, you know, and planned and said, you know, we believe this is going to be something that will 
unify farmers, bring us together. And the, the industry that is very faith-based, we, uh, in fact, if I'm not mistaken, the first occupation of a human <laughs> was the gardener, right? So yes, the farmer. And, and so, you know, what, what a better group of individuals to come together and acknowledge God and say, you know what, in the midst of our turmoil, in the midst of our struggles, we are going to recognize the one who created us, the one who makes our food grow and who provides for our needs. And so that's what we did. And, um, it wasn't, it wasn't anything special that any of the organizers did. We just said, let's gather. And the farmer showed up in a big way and it was exciting. Uh Uh-huh. Wow. So how did this all get started to begin with? Um, Well, guys, um, that's a great question. And um, initially, back in January, um, you know, in the midst of all the turmoil that was happening in our our country, Mm -hmm. and um, if you look in history, um, whether it be... World War II or the plagues of the of the of history. There's always revival that took place right after that, right, right in the midst of when when people realize that you know what we cannot solve these problems on our own. Right. We need God, mm-hmm. and so you know God just challenged us to th- to to think outside the box and and to realize that you know what if revival is going to start, it starts with us. And um, not that we have anything great to offer of ourselves, but we do have the greatest thing to offer people, and that's the hope that can only come in Jesus. And and so, so one of the the foundational things we put on our posters and in the Facebook posts as we try to get the word out about this is, you know, anytime we're faced with bad news, and I don't know about you guys, but we've been seeing a lot of bad news on the, on the, yes. on the, in the TV and radio and just so forth. Huh? Just a little, just a little. And every time we're faced with that, we, we all have two options, right? We can either complain or we can pray complaining. Most people don't want to listen to it anyways. And, right. and praying is really the thing that gets solutions and really uh, gives the, puts the answers and the solution back into a creator and the one who can do it. And that is, and Amen. That is Amen. That's for sure. Well, you had some, I, I know the video you had made ahead of time, you know, you shared with three miracles of how this, I think it was three that came together. You want to kind of share about them? Yeah, yeah that was sure. really awesome. I, I will. Um, so again, I, I want to recognize my team. Um, we call it the council, the prayer, prayer breakfast council. And, and uh, they just have been very supportive. Um, you know, beyond that, too, um, the Tulare Farm Show um, down in uh, I believe it's called the World Ag Expo. Yes. Um, they've been doing a prayer breakfast for years, and uh, Gary and his team down there have just been so helpful and really inspirational to us to say, you know what, we can do this in Oregon. Even though it's one of the, the least church states in the nation, we know that if God wanted it to happen, it would happen. And, and so, um, the, the, a long story short is, you know, we had originally reserved, um, uh, in, in the town of Albany, Oregon, um, we have the Lynn County fairgrounds and they have a huge fairgrounds, huge expo center where we have our, our regional farm show here every year. And we thought, perfect, this is central. We can get a bunch of farmers locally, you know, from, from the area, pretty centrally located. And uh, so we, we reserved that uh, location, and we're planning on having the breakfast there on the county fairgrounds. 
Well, this was about July, and we had set the date of September 21st. And um, then our state um, had uh, an, another huge influx of um, the Delta uh, virus coming in. And so there was a mask mandate that came about. And we realized that um, there would be a very good possibility that they wouldn't allow um, a thousand you know, people to gather. And, and that's what we just all along believed and, and trusted that God could do and would do. And uh, so long story short is we had to quickly have a change of plans. So um, one of the things that we believed was to happen is we wanted to be outdoor. We wanted to um, have a place that would be recognizable and to be able to get uh, the word out. And if you've ever been to Oregon, there's one main interstate, Interstate 5. It goes from Los Angeles to Seattle, all the way up into Canada, way up into, I believe, Alaska even. But um, it's just the main thoroughfare. There's thousands of people that go by it every day. And so we were on the hunt for some property right along I-5. Well, um, for those farmers from Oregon that understand this, there's different. Uh, we're already past our harvest out here, uh, the grass seed harvest. Um, the two big crops are grass seed and hazelnuts. Hazelnuts are coming up here in just a few weeks. Um, but grass seed has all been harvested at this point, and there's different varieties of grass. Um, for those of you guys in the dairy and, and uh, people that have pasture, um, fescue is a, a, a variety of grass seed that's, um, I'm going to say it's very clumpy for a lack of a better term. And so um, the fescue, though, you don't plow up uh, at the end of the season. You just leave it out and it comes back. And um, a fescue field, the only problem with it is it's really rough. And to drive, you know, a thousand cars over it would, would have been a lot more difficult than the type of field that we had before. Or that was, sorry, that we ended up uh, on this, having this event at. And so long story short is every other field that we thought might be a possibility had already been plowed up. And of course, that's not going to work very well, too dusty. Um, however, God had a different plan. And uh, long story short, when we ended up, myself and a friend named Nolan, we were sitting in his pickup truck. Um, the, the, the neighboring farmer had told us, you know, you should go talk to Dave over there. He's got that place. It's right on I-5. It's 180 acres. Why don't you go check that out and give Dave a call? So we drove in the field. We're sitting there. There is a clear view from the freeway. You could see everything well. We just were sitting there going, you know what, Lord? I think this is exactly where you want it to be. So we get on the phone with Dave. And uh, sure enough, told Dave what our plan was. He, guys, it was incredible. He, not only did he say, wow, guys, I'm all for this. You can totally use the land. But I need to tell you something. I've been praying for these last two years, every night, that God would do something and move in our in our country. And He says, mm. "I am at this. I'm absolutely a hundred percent behind this." And so, that was one of the miracles. That's beautiful. Um, and even the tent story, guys. If you can imagine, you know, all of us know that there's a shortage of a lot of different things right now, right? Um, <laughs> if you try to buy a tractor, I probably are going to wait a little longer than you would have 10 years ago right for sure and so so we knew well we got to have a really big tent and uh so i started calling everywhere from florida to oklahoma and all across the country to see if we could find one well everyone had ones available but they weren't going to be available till march 
And so we got together and prayed again and said, Lord, we know what you want to do. You're in control. Help us out. <laughs> and guys, we contacted a Christian company. They're a rental company right here in the same tower meeting we met in. And they had one tent left. Hmm. And, and not only did they give us a fantastic deal on it, but they um, set it up for us, put it up a week in advance. Uh, so people driving by wondered if it was a circus or a revival meeting. And uh, it, was, it was just amazing how everything fell into place and God did exactly what he wanted to do. Wow. Wow. That is just awesome. Yes. That's for sure. Yeah. That's for sure. So um, did the, I'm curious because obviously you're a long ways away from me. Were you able to get the media, local people to pick up on this and um, either report on it or advertise it ahead of time? How did that Great go? Great question. Great question. So um, fun story there, too. You know, um, again, I would say if we tried this 20 years ago um, where there isn't social media, um, you know, there was TV and so forth. And, yes, we maybe could have gotten some local places to advertise it, but... None of the local newspapers, of course, they, I don't, last I checked, they're not really too much on positive stories. I, I don't know. <laughs> but, um, but anyways, we actually didn't even reach out to them. It, the, the reality is, um, you know, we, we uh, had a Facebook page. It was shared a lot. Um, having, um, uh, I, I have to say, uh, uh, maybe the, if you go to the website, you can see some pictures of this, um, which, by the way, the website for the uh, um, organization is, O-A-G-P-B.com. That stands for Oregon, and then, of course, Ag, A-G, and P-B for prayerbreakfast.com. And you can um, see um, some of the videos, and um, we're going to be putting up a follow-up video where you can see some drone footage of the event and so forth that will be up in the next few days. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but, I will definitely check that out. Yeah. But but here's the fun part is, uh, uh, again, we're, so now we have this property right along the freeway and farmers from all over that, that right in the area there, they all drove their combines, their tractors, their windrowers. We had a hay squeeze, which is something unique for our straw industry out here. Yeah. We had um, all kinds of equipment lined up on the freeway, both sides of the freeway, northbound, southbound. Uh, just before the exit that they would need to take for the event, they had banners on them that said Farmers United, Oregon Prayer Breakfast, Next Exit, um, and uh, just got, it definitely got people's attention. Okay. And um, so that was exciting. And then the other media that we were very excited about, and in one of the upcoming episodes, you'll see this on CBN or the 700 Club. Uh -huh. um, they did a pre-event um, that you can actually find on our website. We did an interview with one of our local hazelnut growers. Um, that was really fun to see that. I think it's at 20,000 uh, views already. So we, we had um, farmers all over the country praying for this event before it happened. And so um, that was exciting. And, um, and then, of course, they're going to do another kind of a follow-up thing. Um, I'm not sure when it's going to air, but I would assume in uh, the very near future. Um, but the exciting part about that, guys, is, you know, this is only uh, a drop in the bucket. You know, um, Oregon's a very small place. 
even agriculturally speaking, um, compared to the Midwest and Pennsylvania and Georgia and states all over this country that are very Kansas, Nebraska, you, you name it. There's so many states that are um, have very large, dense um, agricultural um, uh, industry there. And so we believe and we're trusting that this won't just be in Oregon, but that we will, we will see maybe not necessarily prayer breakfasts, but um, just gatherings of farmers that mm -hmm. are saying, you know what, the same thing we did. That we're, we don't want to complain anymore. We just want to pray. And that's the only reason we want to get together. Well, I just think of agriculture in general, you know, certainly here in Pennsylvania, that's a lot of dairy. It's just been so demoralizing the last couple of years. Mm. And just to have that kind of a, of a positive meeting of prayer together just has to be invigorating. Yeah, absolutely. Um, in fact, today, guys, I got a call from, um, we had about 12 um, people in agriculture that, that represented different parts of our uh, industry, everything from ranchers to the grass seed to hazelnuts to logging. And it, this lady was the mother of um, Ty, who is a, a rancher down in uh Southern Oregon has uh, a, an area, a big agricultural area called the Klamath, the Klamath Basin or Klamath Falls area. And um, they have been really struggling, uh, not only with drought, but with regulations from the government to restrict, the, even though the water's in the reservoir and in their um, pool of irrigation that they're storing, they're literally cutting them off um, from using mm -hmm. the water. And it's extremely sad. And this yeah. mother of one of the guys that came specifically to pray for that, she said, you know, um, we know that God, he has provided the rain, but what's happening is the enemy is, is robbing from us. And he's, hmm. he's, he's the thief. Mm -hmm. And so um, we, again, just agreed together with her that those regulations would be turned around and that the farmers, because um, we don't even understand, I don't even understand why they would be restricting this, you know, what the purpose is, why would we cut off the hands that are feeding us, you yeah, know? Right. Um, but at any rate, um, we know that God is moving and that he's going to win in the end. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen to that. Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about the actual prayer breakfast itself and, and, you know, who all was there in terms of numbers, but also what was the actual format of the event? Excellent. Um, and I would encourage anyone that uh, if you go to our Facebook page, mm -hmm. it's we recorded the whole thing on Facebook Live. You can actually watch it from start to finish. I think the whole thing was a little over two hours. Um, but the format. Um, can we watch we were, or eat breakfast? Yeah. You know what? Interesting, <laughs> interesting question. Um, believe it or not, uh, we, we um, as they came in, uh, because of the COVID restrictions, we couldn't have a buffet. And, and I think that was more than just a restriction. I think it was God because it allowed us to have more time devoted to praying because what happened is as they came in in, in their trucks, um, they parked. We had a thousand chairs six feet apart uh, based upon our mandate. And, and then their, their, their breakfast sandwich and their breakfast was in a bag. 
um, on their chairs ready to go. Mm-hmm. And so they were actually eating in the process as we started right away. And and even even for those who were at risk, we had um, an excellent sound a team. They were able to broadcast onto an FM station and they could stay in their cars if they wanted to. So um, cool. Wow. Yeah, it was it was a really neat uh, uh, dynamic there. But but here's the fun part, guys. Um, one of my um, the most inspirational governor I know, uh, his name is uh, Sonny Purdue, and he was actually <laughs> under the Trump administration. You guys probably have heard of him before. Most heard of him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. He's, he's, he's a, a pretty well-known guy. He, uh, you know, 31st uh, Secretary, U.S. Secretary of Agriculture. And uh, when I called, he contacted him through a friend. He, he was more than willing to participate, and he actually opened us up in prayer. And I would, I would, you need to watch it. It's, he's right at the very beginning. He just um, really encouraged farmers. He's always uh, been a passionate believer and a farmer also. And uh, it was just exciting to have him start. Um, So he opened us up. Um, We had a time where the farmers just were able to have that one-on-one time with God to literally write down um, their specific prayers and 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 then and then keep those so they could see God answer them, um, and that was a that was one of my favorite times of the morning. Um, then we had a super uh, guest speaker. His name is Wayne Cadero, um, and he brought a, a fantastic message to the group. Um, and then we basically um, ended with again twelve ag leaders that prayed for that led us in praying for specific um, things. Everything from you know, Greg Peterson came in and, and prayed for young farmers. Um, Commissioner Black, uh, uh, Gary Black from Georgia, uh, came in and prayed for um, our, our farmers in the U.S. and that this would not just be something that happens in Oregon, but that it, it, it goes to every state. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's really what we believe is, is going to happen, that it will be a snowball thing and that, that I would encourage everyone that's listening um, that this is not impossible. It's actually not that hard. In fact, if <laughs> I, 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 people keep, keep, have come up to me afterwards and said, wow, you put a lot of work in this and you did a lot of things. And I'm thinking, mm, not really. I just, God I, you know, this. God yeah. did it. Right. And, 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 and when, when, the, when, when, when God, he is continually, you guys know this, he is continually pursuing us. And so if he chooses to use, a breakfast of farmers together, or if he chooses to use um, a church that's that um, is going to put up a tent and have a revival meeting, or if he chooses to use you as a farmer listening to to go to that neighbor who is in this mm-hmm. harvest time mm-hmm. coming up and he's struggling, he has his combine breakdown and he doesn't know what he's going to do, and we've seen it time and time again where farmers come and they bail each other out and they do, they, they walk out their faith. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's when the gospel goes out, especially, especially if that farmer you're helping out doesn't like you very much, right? <laughs> or, you, or you maybe had some property line disputes or whatever the case might be, but isn't that, that's really what true Christianity is. Isn't oh it? my goodness. Yes. Showing Christ's love right. just goes so far in terms of being that that faithful witness yeah 
Absolutely. Yeah, I'd rather see a sermon than hear a sermon, right? Amen, man. Right, asking, right. ask any of the farmers that came to this thing. Um, although we did have someone give them the message, I think I I, I don't think I know because the feedback we got from these farmers is, you know what, um, God God was there and He met me where I was at, and mm-hmm. that's what I needed right now. I didn't need someone preaching to me. I just needed to meet with the living God and recognize that he is for me and that he loves me. And that's, yeah. I hope, what the, the, the premise of why, why we did this and that we will see this happen again and again and again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a real beauty of it, is it wasn't about preaching, but it's just about connecting yeah. with God. Amen. Together, brothers and sisters in Christ. Yeah, yeah for, sure. for sure. Wow, that is so neat to hear this story. That's for sure. What would so Rob? What would you what would you say? Uh, so uh, I'll, I'll throw this out there, Rob. I I live in Arkansas. How do uh-huh. I begin to put something like this together? What's what's your suggestions for that? Well, um, I know they have a football team out there that's not quite as good as the Oregon Ducks, but we won't go there. Um, <laughs> however, however, there is a stadium there, uh, and and there and and there is. Um, there's a venue. Well, hello, it, it, especially in farmers. We, we've got a little bit of land that we can use for his glory, right? Uh-huh. And so I would encourage you, if you're from Arkansas or Illinois or Pennsylvania or Georgia, is, you know what? Start just, it's, it, it can start with you and then grab someone from your church. Grab, grab your, your neighbor next door and say, you know what? What do you think about us getting together and gathering farmers? And you know what, guys? It's not about the numbers, right? I mean, if it's if it's 25 that gather in a field and they they say, you know what? We're going to pray for our county and we want to see God move in this county. And then we're going to pray for our state and then we're going to pray for our country. Um, uh, it's, it's not about the numbers. However, um, there's no question that when we gather in large numbers um it attracts people and and people that that probably wouldn't come to that 25 meeting would say what's going on over there i i i want to kind of snoop in and and you know see what's happening there and I, i believe that's what happened um this last week here and and the reality is you know um can i say that that jesus when he came he didn't come for the religious did he you know, he no. came for the brokenhearted right. and the outcasts. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, if we, I would encourage you, let's get back to your question. You know, I would encourage you that um, if you do this, don't focus on only trying to get the believers and the Christians to come, but mm-hmm. make this inviting to where it's something I, I, will, I would say. And maybe I'm incorrect in this, but I would say that at least 80 to 90 percent of the farmers in our industry, if you ask them, hey, can I pray for you um, or, or, you know, are you OK if we pray? I'm going to say that even today, I would say that it would be stronger on the side where they aren't going to refuse it. Whether they profess to be Christians or go to church or religious or any of those things, most of them are not um uh, opposed to that, right? Because they, yeah, I would, seen I would agree with your assessment of that. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so that being said is if you're organizing this, make sure that, um, 
as you present it, as you, you and, and as, as you invite people personally, don't stay away from that farmer who's, um, you know, uses the F word, every other word or whatever thing, you know, <laughs> in fact, fun, fun, fun story. <laughs> one, one of the um, groups of guys I had invited, uh, uh, there were a bunch of uh, repair guys in, in our, our state here and they had a, a, an ag repair business and they were sitting around eating lunch. And my favorite line with one of the guys, when we, I told him about the event, he goes, that is effing exactly what this country needs. <laughs> okay. Uh, but the reality is, is, you know, uh, those are uh, the people, all of us, not those, every one of us are in that place where we desperately need a savior. Yep. And, uh, and he's there to meet us. Yep. That's for sure. Wow. Yeah. So this is okay. this is just pretty cool. I'm so glad we were able to connect with you and hear more about this, and um, get the get the word out there about your uh, web page and your Facebook page for people to check it out. Uh, I know I will definitely be watching watching the feed there that you had that day to see how everything went and and feel like I'm part of it mm -hmm. uh, in a little way um, for sure. So. Um, Anything else you want to share with us to cap off? The no, event? I guess just to, 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 to end here, you know, I would, I would love to um, invite anyone. Um, if you, if, if there's even a slight inclination that you're having that, you know what, I want to do this in my state. Um, and, and I would just like Gary and the team from Tulare did with us, you know, we want to come alongside you and pray with you, support you. And, um, you know, hopefully tell you some things we've learned and, and cause we were, we didn't know what we were doing uh, to be quite fr upfront. And, and yet, um, uh, I would extend that if any of you want to send me an email, my email is rob at smucker.net. And you're also welcome. If I can give my phone number out on the air, I'm assuming that's okay. Sure. Um, that's your but, call. <laughs> okay. Yep. Um, my phone number, if you'd like to text or call me is 541-606-7274. And if I don't answer the phone, um, I will get back with you. You can leave me a message or shoot me a text. So thank you guys so much. Okay. Well, thank you and God bless you. And I just pray that this will be an encouragement to others that, might be able to start thinking about that kind of a of a concept here. Awesome, that's, that's awesome. for sure. Yeah, I got, I'm I'm already going through my head. My gears are turning to <laughs> talk to Chris. Well, I, know, here. I know two guys. I know two guys in Pennsylvania. Wait, I know three guys. Don Hoover. I think I'm you know. I was going about Don too. myself. Yeah. At <laughs> least three guys. That means you only need a team of. Let's see. I'm going to do my math here. Wait, that's only nine more guys, and you guys have a team out there. There you go. So there you go. I, I have a good feeling we'll be talking to him soon. So <laughs> good, <laughs> good, good. Sure. Well, let me know because I'll be praying for you guys out there in Pennsylvania. You know, Pennsylvania and Oregon are one of the few states that look alike. So uh, just in our shape. So there you go. Uh, there you go. Good point. And pretty much the same size and very similar. So yeah, um, uh, I would love to see something happen down, maybe even in Lancaster County down there. There you go. All right. We'll see where God takes us to. So that's it. 
That's for sure. Well, Rob, thanks again. Uh, Chris, yes. good talking with you and getting on another podcast. So, And for everybody that's listening today, we just thank you. we uh, just so excited that you're here listening to us. Uh, thanks for being patient as we're having a little downtime here through the fall. We have a lot of exciting things to as we get into winter and get back to recording regularly. And uh, I do ask for prayer uh, for Brother Chris. Uh, briefly, Chris, where are you heading to next week? Rwanda in Central Africa. Wow. Okay. So Chris Yeah, is- my daughter and I will be going there. We'll we'll be gone for about two weeks. And we're going to be evaluating some agriculture projects that our church is supporting there and also having some meetings with pastors and church leaders. Okay. All right. Well, we certainly look forward to hearing about your trip when you get back. And we just ask for everybody to pray for Chris and his daughter, Grace, as they're out on the road around the world uh, doing God's work and uh, sharing the love of Christ through agriculture. So. Very cool. So, Thank you. Thanks again, everyone, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to the Faith of Our Farmers podcast. You can find us on Facebook at Faith of Our Farmers. You can find links to this week's podcast on our Facebook page under the podcast section. If you'd like to get a hold of us, there's two ways you can do that. You can get a hold of us first through our Facebook page. Uh, Send us a message that way. There's also an email button on our Facebook page. You can email us at faithofourfarmers at gmail.com. If you know someone in ag that has a great testimony to share, or if you know of a ministry that combines ministry work along with agriculture work that you'd like us to feature, or if you just have a good topic you'd like us to talk about, please get a hold of us either through Messenger or through our email address. And lastly and most important, if you're searching out there today and wondering about a a faith walk with Jesus, may we suggest you go to this website, needhim.org. That's N-E-D-H-I-M dot O-R-G. On that website, you can find a lot of good information about how to start a walk with Jesus, or if you are currently walking in the faith and have some struggles and questions, this website is a great place, great resource to go to. Again, that's N-E-D-H-I-M dot O-R-G. Thanks a lot, and God bless till we talk next time. See you later.